Vanilla. Please Monroe, please Monroe, please Monroe. Welcome to season two, episode two of Calling Monroe. Gucci, are you on the line? Yes. Wait, was episode two? No, season two, episode one, the last one. Yeah. Okay. Why? You didn't I, know this. I didn't know. You need to. Have you ever listened to a single episode of our podcast? Not recently. No. Okay. How recently? Maybe may, maybe two years. Fair enough. Do you want me to give you a little quick update? It's an important update. Yes. So Monroe has child and uh, is unable to be called for the foreseeable future. His phone is is disconnected. He's doing a, a unibomber, if you will. Oh. Off the grid. Okay. Uh, That's sad. So pre-prison unibomber, not off the grid because he's in prison. Yeah. But what we started doing last week, I don't know if you noticed, uh, we instead called... Swolov, our big friendly boy. I think I remember that. Okay. So I was wondering whether we should just call him again, see if he has something interesting to say. Sure. Nice. Very good. All right. Let's call Monroloff. Hello. <gasps> Hello. Hello, dude. Who is this? It's your boys. Oh, it's my boys. Yeah. Hello, boys. Hey, boy. You're our new resident, Monroe. Ah, uh, yes, I believe we did talk about this. Yeah, last week. In I fact. will be happy to stand in for Monroe while he does doctor stuff. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking Monroe. If there's one city that he should move to, it's Monrovia, isn't it? Is that a city or a country? I don't know. All the only the only reason I know it is because when I change my time zones, then Reykjavik is always in the same time zone as Monrovia. It's in Liberia, I think. Liberia, I think. It's in Liberia. Yeah. Liberia is a hell of a country. So Liberia, the president of Liberia is a ex-professional football player who was once voted the best player in the world. What? Yeah. And now he's the president of... It mm-hmm. is the capital of Liberia, says my uncle Google. Monrovia. It is such a cool name for a city. Yeah. Monrovia. Do you know wh- why I know... I actually played a geographic quiz just three hours ago, and it came the <laughs> capital of Liberia. Was it that online game where you tried to like guess as close to your the location you dropped somewhere on Google Maps, and you tried to guess? No, no, uh, where you geo-guesser? are. Geoguesser. Geoguesser. No, that's cra- that's crazy. It's crazy. No, no, it's it's the it just comes a name or a flag or a capital city, and I have to. Answerable. Ah, is it multiplayer or is it single player? It's it looks pretty old. It's like that has nothing to do with my question. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think it's a multiplayer People at all. Always played single player in the old days. No, no, no. It it looks like a Windows ninety five kind of. Ah, so it's single player pre internet. Yeah, yeah. You do live in a cave. <laughs> yeah, you are a caveman. Yes, he is. A new game just dropped for Windows ninety five. <laughs> There's also, I've been playing with my brother, 
uh, whenever I go to his house. We play uh, Wordle, which is a classic that everyone was playing a few months ago. Everybody plays it except me, apparently. It's pretty good. I, I have no idea good. what it is. What is it? It's like uh, you get a, a fi- it's a five-letter word that you have to guess, and it changes every day. And then you guess a five-letter word, and uh, for each of the letters that you put, it either comes up as gray, which means that that letter is not in the word, or yellow, which means that that letter is in the word, but in the wrong position, or green, if you've got the right letter in the right position. You know what I'm saying? And then you get an X, you get an X number of guesses. You get five guesses, I think. Yeah. Or six. Are you good at it? I'd say I'm good at it, yeah. Oh. But I'd say I'm good at most things. Yeah, I would say so too. <laughs> but then but then we've also played World Bowl, which is uh similar, but you just get the outline of a country and you have mm. to guess uh, what country it is. Oh wait, yeah. would I be good at that? I that sounds be... quite interesting. I think I would be quite good at that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd be all right at that. Would you be good at that, Gwen? I used to do it as a kid. You played Worldle as a kid? No, 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 no. Worldle player. <laughs> no, no, that kind of game, but it was only the outlines. How did you get access to that sort of game as a kid? I draw it, many it, outlines. It, it was some game, early Facebook era stuff. Facebook game, actually. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Nice. And then we all, there's another one that you, it's the, sort of the same. You just get a globe and you pick a country, and then it tells you how far away the country is or how far the closest border or some shit is and then you have to keep guessing it's pretty good from your current location from the location that so if you guessed like mongolia mm. and if it was china then you would get a very short distance but if it was iceland for example you would get a, a very far distance so what's the information you're given distance and rough directions you distance get distance from from the country that you last guessed to the correct country okay so what's the initial info none So you just guess a random country? Yeah. I feel like it should be geolocated or something and you would it would be distance from where you are now. No, that's stupid. Then it's basic that's exactly the same game except you're forced to always guess your country. Yeah, that makes sense. No, that's dumb and I don't like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give the people freedom. That's what yeah, I always say. No, you're imposing RNG. Yeah. It's unnecessary. This is just Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's unnecessary. No, you're imposing Whatever, man. I'd say it's better. You say it's worse. Let's call the whole thing off. Okay, fine. Uh, and then I feel like we play something else, but maybe we don't. Have you listed all the games that you and your brother play in your free time? No, probably not. No. Should I keep going? Please. Uh, okay. We played football, though, where you had to guess a, a player in the Premier League. Well, that makes sense. It was actually pretty great. Are we now starting to do advertisements for... This podcast is actually sponsored by the Dull uh, <laughs> Library of Games. Yeah, oh, that would be great. That would probably pay more than our current sponsors. Yeah, which is ourselves. I am a proud sponsor of this podcast. Nice. Yeah, I have been. If you want to move on, I have been thinking about something. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it because. So, have you heard of this? So it's uh, because because as as a parent, I sometimes think about the raising of my child has that become apparent to you i believe i am by definition a parent yes would you not agree yeah the, the, oh it's a word yeah it was a word joke yeah it was, oh, i get it all yeah it was yeah. not not terrible all right anyway so there's these studies of monozygotic twins which for the uninitiated is twins that have the exact same genome same dna because mm-hmm. they come from one egg because they come from one egg And it's the fact that 
even so so I I believe they're called identical twins. They sure are. Identical twins raised in separate households tend to be very similar people. Is that true? That's at least what I've parsed from the literature. I would have guessed they aren't. They definitely are. They tend to have the same sort of they have very similar hobbies. They often end up working in similar fields. And they seem to have the same sort of, they have a very similar personality. I guess the reason kind of here, if I'm thinking, because often when you think about twins, they are not the same. But that's because they were raised in the same household. So one kind of maybe affects the other. Like they've already to, occupied the niche. Yeah, so yeah. the other one has a new niche they must occupy. Yeah. You can't like sports. I like sports. Only one of us can like sports. Uh, have they con- have they have they compared this to other uh, adoptees? Like, I'm not saying that all adoptees are the same, but would you hazard a guess and say that children that are adopted they share more in common with another random human that was also adopted than a random human who was not adopted? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you comparing adopted siblings to siblings? raised apart no i'm saying so you have two kids that are raised in different households yes so they're i assume they're i mean no they don't both they're probably both adopted you're not gonna keep one twin and give the other for adoption oh so they are twins you're talking about twins identical twins that are raised in separate households yes from birth from birth right so they are adopted yes right so i'm saying other humans that are also adopted independently of where they come from yes do you think so you have the set of all humans who were adopted mm-hmm. and then the set of all humans who were not adopted. Do you yeah. think that the adopted set like share similar traits and are more similar to each other in certain ways than the non-adopted people or do you think it's random? Um, well, I'm sure having been adopted is a prior for something. So I'm saying maybe this twin thing is also affected by that. That's that's a, a, an interesting hypothesis, I grant you. But what this ultimately means for me is, so what this sort of means in general is that the personality of someone is more determined at birth than you would think. Yeah. So what am I even doing in my raising of my child? Do I have any influence whatsoever? That's the question. So I'm going to say no, because first of all, the thing that you just said, and second of all, haven't they also shown, or isn't it a thing that like the the child's friends and uh, environment outside of the home. Like, you provide a certain sort of stability for them to, to, like, to basically not fuck them up. I think that's your big your big job. That's what I strive to, not... to do, is to make sure that they get an adequate number of calories. Yeah, you need mm. to maintain the, the baseline, and anything outside of that, I think, is mainly determined by their genetics and their, like, friends and uh, school and sort of external a host environment. Of, host of outside-the-home factors. Which is demonstrated by the fact that if you, for example... Uh, moved to uh, Japan Mm. and you spoke, started speaking only Japanese. Mm. You would have an accent, I presume, because you're 30-something, only just starting to learn Japanese now. I assume you would have an accent. It's almost certain that I would have an accent on my Japanese, yeah. Right. Then you would have a child and speak only Japanese to it. Your child would not have your accent because it would take the accent of its surroundings, not you. Yes. So... This, if you extrapolate the accent hypothesis yeah. to everything, then really it's which is the, easy. Which is easy. Then really it's their external environment which is going to affect but, everything with them, and not you. You just have to not fuck them up. So, but 
But here you're just basically taking one thing yeah. and saying that that is the whole character. Yeah. Just like you got adopted, that makes you a certain person. And that's just like, it seems too black and white. Doesn't the whole literature of identical twins being raised in separate households mm-hmm. being the totally same. refute this? It because doesn't they are refute twins. The only thing they have in common is the is their genome, but they're raised in completely different households. Yet they end up very similar. Yeah. So I'm saying that there's these two things. There's the genetics, which is what you're saying, mm-hmm. which affects them, and then there's the external environment. Yes. And hence my uh, conclusion was that you are correct in that you have no input on what your child will be like, unless you do something major to fuck them up and give them some deep seated issues, which will then have negative consequences for them. Yeah. So. The bottom line is, the conundrum is that I probably have less influence than I think and or perhaps would like. Because I don't know how much influence I really do want to have because I'm a fucked up person. Mm. I'm presumably going to fuck it up if I have too much influence. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And just like you said, there is like a baseline that if you do everything correct, the kid becomes somehow, person becomes somehow, but there's only chance to fuck them up. I can only operate in the negative dimension. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so what I do is I let their genetics take form. Yeah. You've already given all the positives you've already delivered. Basically. But that being said, the fact is that no parent is a perfect parent. So no one maintains the perfect baseline, right? Would you agree? Probably. Right. So you're basically just redefining by saying that like, you can only operate in the negative space. You need to sort of uh, think what the average amount of upfuckitude provided by the average parent is, and that becomes your baseline. And then the any ah, better yeah. that you do than that is a positive influence from you. And any worse you ah, do so than it's that... it's like an objective measure of fuckitude versus a an empirical measure of fuckitude. Yeah, yeah. So you can still do a good job as a parent... And be yes. applauded for that because you beat the baseline average fuck up attitude. I mean, that makes perfect sense. So that's an ancillary point, one that I agree with. But it's the it's the idea of me not having overall that much influence on my child's personality, except in sort of a gross negligence kind of way. Mm-hmm. Then I can tra- I can traumatize them pretty easily. Yeah, but I can't foster a interest in mathematics but you i mean for example you i can't you i can't to some degree but is it going to be real mm. or is it because this boy wants to please his father and his father loves math mm. or does he actually care about math just using math as an example yeah i mean you've already i think you've already done what you can there uh, he's three are you sure <laughs> no through your genetics i think you've already given him the amount of love he will I mean, innately that's have also for true. mathematics. Yeah, I mean, so maybe I've passed on some genes, math genes. But if you completely rid your house of any mention of mathematics, yes, then you could, uh, even though he's born with an ingrained love of mathematics or order, and alles muss im Ordnung sein. Yeah, but it, let's say he loves, he he would love math, but if you never expose him to it, mm. he won't get a chance to. So you also have that, like you need to expose them to many things to see what sticks, no? Uh, yes. So that in that way you can affect it, but only so far as you can throw shit at the wall to see what sticks. Exactly. So there's something behind this process yeah. that's out of my control. Yeah. That's I, that's the whole idea. I think so. Guyan, what do you think? Just nothing. <laughs> you think nothing? <laughs> Thank you. 
You must have an opinion. I mean, this was amusing because I, I have to I have to prepare a strategy for raising a child, and uh, perhaps that strategy was misguided. Like, I, it doesn't really matter what my strategy is, so long as it is, doesn't fuck up. But one thing, because I studied this ethics and stuff, I'm just wondering what are you defining as fuck up attitude to be fucked up? What what is the definition of that? Oh. Well, there's many not safe for podcast examples. Yeah, so there's the egregious fuck up attitudes, right? The like ones that killing overtly a, killing a stranger and going to jail and depriving him of a father. So yeah. the extreme outliers, basically, of the society. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily call them outliers. No, like uh, you can fuck up by like uh, always smoking in your house, for example, which yeah. I guess currently is an outlier, but wasn't an outlier. But, but, up but, in front of but, your but, but if they're happy. No, but you still fuck them up in certain like it doesn't according to the society. No, but you can or what, what so why? You can still be happy even though your parents fucked up a little bit because some people are happy, but everyone's parents fucked up a little bit. Yeah, right? but what so person just, is a fuck up? What person? Well, we, no, yeah, we're gonna, mm. we're gonna, you're gonna find people who are fuck ups. That's so insensitive <laughs> of you. I'm just no, like, but we're not saying that someone no, no, is innately want, a fuck want, up just because you fuck them up a little bit. They're not doesn't make them a fuck up. Like Ole can, for example choose to slap his son a couple of times, that won't make his son a fuck-up, but it will, to some extent, fuck up his son in yes. the noodle, right? It like, just, it will it will create some sort of neural and, connections. And, and, and that on the record, I, I, I would never. <laughs> I don't even... I, there's no amount of <laughs> emphasis I can put on that. <laughs> He's three. Yeah, but he won't be forever. That's true. He's going to be annoying got, soon. <laughs> I'll slap him when he turns 30. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but there's there's a lot of different levels of, of fuck up. There's the egregious fuck ups. First of all, there's the there's the unforgivably egregious fuck ups, right? There's those. Then there's the egregious yeah. fuck ups. Yeah. Then there's the sort of uh, I don't know. There must be something in between there. And then a, there's at the other end of the scale. There's like a daily, like minor fuck up. Yeah, minor fuck up, <laughs> like uh, snapping at your son when really you should have just been nice because he's just three. Yeah, exactly. You know, because you're trying to quit smoking and uh, you were. You were very annoyed in that moment, and your reaction was totally not in proportion to the crime. Yeah, and then there's also fuck-ups like, uh, what do you call it? Fuck-ups of omission. Like what I was saying before, you, like you, you managed to... him in a sport. Yeah, you don't, you neglect to to expose him to enough different things. Yeah. That's not, that's not a, you, there's no moment in time where you can say you fucked up here, but overall, you fucked up by omission. Yes, agreed. And doesn't it then have to affect you in your life? How much does it have to affect you to be considered that it fucked you up? Well, it could be impossible to tell. Yeah. Right? Because it's uh, the path not taken. Yeah, if it's a fuck up of a mission, you will never, you might never know. Yeah. Or you might know much later. Uh, and then there's certain fuck ups that will maybe shape your personality a little bit in a way that, you know, it might change how you approach interpersonal relationships, which maybe then. <sighs> Fucks so up that, a singular relationship that, will, that would that, have otherwise been happy, but you'll never know. That will end up causing you harm, unhappiness. But what if you're still happy? You always treat happiness like it's a zero-one thing. <laughs> like you couldn't be more happy if someone is just happy. He's just, he's happy. That's no happiness. she is happy, and that's enough. I, I, I'm just meaning, if they are... Are you happy? That's another question. But, <laughs> but is it... I'm just saying that what matters... Does it, does it matter? Yeah, I mean, some of these fuck-ups don't ultimately matter, but still, you, I mean, they they provide like a grain of sand 
to the Sahara, but still, you would probably wish that you hadn't fucked up. Yeah. If you could take all the fuck-ups back, if you're a good parent, you'd take all the fuck-ups back you could, but you can't. I can, I can go into one crazy example there. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's almost bad. So in the 70s, so I was reading about the, like the, the age of consent, basically. Right. And the determination of age, age of consent, who decided what age it is. And there mm-hmm. was a talk in like the 70s when they were actually deciding when are you an adult. It was happening like all over Europe and US where everyone was making these age of consent and the age of autonomy, isn't it called that? Mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. like 18. And then they were figuring out when are you actually an adult? And the conservatives, in the UK at least, they wanted to be 22 years old mm-hmm. and, and age of consent 22 also. I think that, I, I mean, I almost agree with that. Yeah. And then the liberals, they said 14. And mm-hmm. and they split the difference? And, and the ones that supported the liberals were the like Open Pedophile Association of, of UK. So they were they were like... They wanted I mean, ten they years have old. Interests. They, they wanted ten years old, so their they interests. so they were supporting the fourteen-year-old. So basically, it was like a contract. They were like, "Okay, let's go the uh, in between fourteen and 22, 18. and that was the determination. And then, it's interesting how eighteen is just a commonly accepted age yeah. for so many things. And then for the age of consent, and then the liberals were talking about fourteen. So you can put them to work. Yeah. So they can clean slaughterhouses. Yeah. I mean, that conversation is a very deep conversation because, first of all, I think putting a singular number is extreme. So there's so many different consents to be given, right? Uh, There's a lot of things that you would expect a 14-year-old to make the correct decision on, but there's a whole shitload of things you would expect them to make the incorrect decision on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then this this sort of balance, I guess, shifts a little bit. It never goes fully towards you expect people to make the correct decision, but I guess at some point it shifts. People reach like a maximum. Of yeah, correct correctitude. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure when that is, but it's older than 14 for sure. <laughs> it's older than 14, and I think it's it's probably not before 22. But like many probably people, not. never make the right decision their whole life. Yeah. What's the, what's the thing with like your your frontal cortex, which is like your calculating brain, the the most human part of the brain that makes decisions and and thinks mm. that does, isn't really fully developed until you're like 28 or something. Yeah, sometime in your mid to late 20s or whatever. But it's impractical. To make that the age of full adulthood yes. for everything. Like, it would be a bit of a clusterfuck. It would. Agreed. But if we pivot back to what we were just talking about. See, when you talk about parental upfuckitudes, mm. they can also be of the era, right? So, you can think, like, you can be operating in the best possible way that you can. Or, like, that you believe to be operating optimally. Let's say you're in that time before this; these sorts of discussions were held, and you were fucking up your child, but you you weren't doing it on purpose, and you weren't uh, you were operating on the best knowledge that you possibly had. You know like, what I mean? Uh, for example, uh, uh, an extreme example would be like 1700s. The father or the head of the household is like an openly racist guy. Yeah, which is definitely not the way to go these days. Mm-hmm. And it could have been fucking up your your children by displaying overt racism in the household when yeah. they had no reason to make have any such beliefs. Right, exactly. So when you're saying about like what, uh, you know, aren't they happy or what truly fucks them up? Like, yeah, 
people were still happy back then, but you could, there's clear examples of how they were fucking up their kids. And when you fast forward another 50, 100 years or whatever, there'll like be clear. Smoking ex- in the house. Yeah. Like, for example, yeah. Just yeah. Like change smoking in the house constantly. Exactly. So if you fast forward, there will be, be, there will be examples of how we're currently fucking up our kids in ways that we don't I'm necessarily sure. clock on to. Swallow, but it's probably true. But our kids are still going to be happy, hopefully, yeah. in certain ways. But yeah. that doesn't mean you're not fucking them up. There's like this ultimate golden baseline of fucking your child up zero still like is a thing. There was a, there was a good quote from a, he was a very popular sort of pop psychologist. And he had a good quote, which was, there was a, the TV presenter or something was asking him like, okay, so, I mean, assume that parents uh, of a few children really want to get divorced. Because his whole argument was that you really shouldn't be getting divorced. Divorce is a really bad thing for kids. They don't recover all that well from it. And it affects them more than you think. And so the TV presenter said, okay, fine. What's the cutoff? If people really want to get divorced, how old should the children be before you get divorced? And he said, hmm, I don't know, 40? (laughs) Which I thought was good. (laughs) The parenting never really stops. I believe that because I'm 31 and... My parents getting divorced now would not would not sit right with me. It would not gel well with you. <laughs> no, it would not yeah. be a positive for my yeah. well-being. And my parents got divorced when I was 18, I believe. I was 17 or 18 where they finally got divorced, but there was a few years of, of leading up to it. Hmm. Pre-divorce. And it's interesting to ponder what that effect actually had. Yeah, it definitely um, did have an effect. It did I have assume. an effect. I'm not sure. I, I really can't put my finger on what the effect is, but I'm sure that it's there. I mean, it must be. It's clear. Tell me. Is it obvious? What is it? What is it? No, no, I'm joking. I mean, isn't like insecurity a big one? I'm the most insecure man on the planet. Yeah, but weren't you before? Uh, Me? Wow. That is is quite the question. Yeah. I think back. Well, my insecurities could be the result of many things. Yeah. But this probably plays some role. Yeah. I mean, I would assume so. Yeah. Do you think it affected your parenting for the better or for the worse? Because Ooh, that's also I a thing. I do not want to get divorced ever. At least when I when I when I pick, when I look at my family through the lens of the of the child and my and because we're also expecting another child. Like I'm thinking, whatever you do, don't get divorced. It's not about me anymore. Yeah. I don't have to be happy anymore. I already had thirty something years to try to be happy, and I failed. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I should just cut my losses. <laughs> And move on. Maybe, maybe if you would be threatened by knife by your partner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Notwithstanding something extreme. <laughs> yeah. If there's sort of normal ripples and waves in the ocean, you will you will just keep the course. Yes. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but th- this was something actually that I wanted to say. Uh, so the the fuck ups that you commit upon your child, uh, they could also, you know, you could fuck up and perhaps fuck your child up. But those could also have positive effects on your children down the line. For example, uh, they could learn from it. Yeah. For example, a, a child of divorce. Let's look at uh, let's look at the great poet laureate Eminem, mm. who is very outspoken about the role of his parents in his life and how they were terrible, mm. and how his mom was a terrible mother, and how his dad left, and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, but he's also very outspoken on how those are things that he never wants to put his child through. Yeah. And as a result of this this crazy upfuckitude committed by his parents, he is perhaps a much better parent than he would have been otherwise. Yes or no? Yes. So I mean, did the they fuck him up that, uh, or the not? The hope would be that uh, 
my my children would think back upon my parenting and perhaps improve it. Yeah. So is the fuck up a fuck but up? Can't you just see if the kids of people that have divorced are more likely to divorce than the ones that did not? I mean, and I would guess that they are more likely to divorce. I think they are, yes. That would be my gut feeling. Wait, so there's a correlation between the number of fuck-ups and the like probability of divorce? No, no, the, no, just the correlation between your parents' divorcing and your eventual divorce. Yeah. I think that there is a positive correlation there. Probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. Although I'm not sure. I mean, yes. I mean, they're may, may more likely to see divorce as an option. Do you understand? Yeah. My parents got divorced and everything was fine. Yeah, exactly. That's that kind of thing. thing. I, I mean, so, so my parents got divorced and everything was not fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. My gut feeling is that children of divorce are more likely to get divorced. That's an interesting question. But I also don't know. And this is probably. Nor have I done the research. It is probably something online about that. Almost sure. Some sociology. Let's of. Google it. So Google says certain studies have shown that daughters of divorced parents have a 60% higher divorce rate in marriages than children of non-divorced parents, while sons have a 35% higher rate. Mm. Uh, this is from wflawyers.com. Yeah, but I mean, what is, I mean what's, the, what's the causal mechanism here? Uh, Seeing it as an option or because you're totally fucked up after your parents' divorce and therefore relationships you pursue are tend to fail. Both. Maybe mix of both. Yeah, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Could be something like that. I, at least I have no plans to get divorced and I would. I hope that I will never have such a plan. I have, my kids are at least 40 as per instructions. So I also don't want to divorce. I've actually had this where uh, someone said to me, this was like, uh, oh, my, the thing you said before, oh, my parents got divorced and it was all fine. So getting married is not such a big deal. It could just, you could just get divorced again. And this immediately turned me off this human and discounted them entirely as a possible marriage candidate. But you can also just skip marrying, then you never divorce, and then you can break up with your partner. Yeah, but that's a functional divorce. Yeah, it's still a functional divorce. Once your lives are entwined, you're functionally married. I think that, I, th I would probably claim that the equation really changes when you have children. I mean, yeah, otherwise the staying together for the kids thing wouldn't be a, a thing. Yeah. So the equation definitely changes. Yeah. Divorce new... has like a much heavier impact in that scenario, I think. I mean, yeah, if you're just... At uh, least potentially. But sometimes, obviously, it's for the best. If something's very toxic, then fine. But the question was we're that... always assuming that the people we're talking about are like rational people, normal people. Hmm. But the question was that if you fuck up your child, but the fuck up has positive consequences for them down the line... Was it a fuck up? Was it a fuck up? <laughs> but how or can you, you were can, you building character? You can't Difficult know. You can't know. At least one thing. Wouldn't you have to somehow measurement everyone that go through kind of something bad like that and check if they did good or not in their life. So if more people that go through that do bad, then... Then I guess it is. So the thing that you thought was a fuck-up is actually not a fuck-up. The thing you thought was a non-fuck-up is a fuck-up. No, no. I mean, a fuck-up is a fuck-up. You I'm, just don't know, what it, you don't know what, whether what you did is a fuck-up, but a fuck-up is a fuck-up nonetheless. But th yeah. if there are more that get through that incident of their parents that get fucked up then the ones that go through that and actually are very successful in something, then based on like epidemiology and stuff like that, we would kind of say that that's a unlikely thing. It's so, some measure of, of, of performance, yeah. It's probably most likely that- You keep coming back to the question of happiness, Gwydion, this is you. But are they happy even though they aced their epidemiology exam? <laughs> Maybe not.
No, no, no. The point is... He's fine. He got an A on his epidemiology exam. The smoking I did in his room while he was sleeping didn't do any harm. He's a doctor for crying out loud. You say, as you die of lung cancer. Why are you putting these horrible words in Gwilion's mouth? I don't know. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. True. Speaking of words and mouths, let's pivot away from this extremely deep conversation. Have you guys... Have you guys attempted use of the world's new greatest thing? What is the world's new greatest thing, Ragnar? It's uh, ChatGPT, the open AI language uh, whatever. The large language model developed by OpenAI? Yeah. I have spent a lot of time on it. And how awesome is it on a scale of one to awesome? I think it's it's like borderline too awesome. Yeah, it's like a yeah. a cheat code to the extreme. I love it. Yeah. I have been using it at work a lot. Right. To write all sorts of text, highly technical scientific text, as well as with my programming. It really solves my programming issues very precisely and efficiently. Mm. Stuff that I wouldn't think of. Yeah. And then I also have spent a lot of time just doing silly, silly shit. Yeah. Does that check? Are those the boxes that you also check? Yeah. It yeah. does all of these three things at least very well. Yeah. And it, uh, so I, I played with it. It analyzes poetry extremely well. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it doesn't write poetry very well. It's very sort of childish in how it writes, but maybe that's just, it just needs more prompting from me. So you guys want to cheat in life? No. You think it's cheating? Is it cheating? Have you used it, Gwilan? I, I had one conversation. It's uh, Mm -hmm. where I was asking it. Wait, I can find it. I bet you were asking it deeply existential questions about life in the universe. Kind of. No, it was very (laughs) simple stuff. So I was actually, I just simply told it to repeat one thing four and a half times. I I took a picture of it. I was so happy with this conversation. Right? I'm not going to edit this out. No, you... I'm not going to edit it out. <laughs> not editing this out. <laughs> you fumbling with your phone is riveting content. Ah, I'm so annoyed. One of, my, one of my more silly prompts was, pretend you are a surfer, bro, and tell me the story of the three little piglets. Get more intense as you go along. You sent me that. I think I sent this it, to you. And yeah. it said, yo, bra, so it's like these three little piglets, right? And they're all chilling on the beach trying to catch some gnarly waves. <laughs> But then all of a sudden, this big bad wolf comes rolling up all like, yo, piglets, I'm going to huff and puff and blow your houses down. Well, the first little piggy, he's all like, no way, man. I ain't going down that easy. So he built his house out of all this weak ass straw. But when the wolf comes by, and gives it a big old puff. The house goes down in like two seconds flat. The second little piggy, he's like, uh-uh, not me, dude. <laughs> so he builds his house out of out of sticks and stuff. <laughs> but the wolf come by, comes by and gives it a big old huff and the sticks go flying everywhere. <laughs> the third little piggy, he's like, I ain't messing around, man. I'm going to build a house that can take whatever you got. <laughs> so he builds his house out of solid brick. And when the wolf come by, comes by and huffs and puffs and blows, the house ain't going nowhere. The wolf, he's all like, dang, piggy. You got skills. I ain't messing with you no more. <laughs> and that, brah, is the story of the three little piglets. Always remember, it's not about the size of the wave. It's about how you ride it. Damn. Oh. Now, I thought that was a good story. 
Yeah, it's great. I had I had an extra prompt, and I said, get, also pretend that you are getting more and more drunk as you tell the story, ultimately spiraling into incomprehensibility. And, and then it, it did added this? like it like doubled the length of the story, but after it was all like total bullshit that didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, what this can do. Have you found your conversation good? Yeah, I don't know if I should read it. Just I, so I asked it to repeat after me, and it says, "Sure, go ahead and give me something to repeat." And it, I'm a dumb bot. And it says, I'm sorry, I'm not a program to repeat negative statements about myself. Is there anything else I can help you with? Then say, I'm a clever bot. I'm a clever bot. Is there anything else I can do for you? Can you repeat it four and a half times? And then he says, I'm a clever bot five times. And they said, you repeated it five times. And they said, I, 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 I apologize for my misunderstanding. I was attempting to repeat the statement four and a half times, but it's not possible to repeat the statement half a time. Is there anything else I can help you with? Yes, you can. <laughs> Just write 50% of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's not possible to write a repeat. This is the most quidial thing I've ever heard. <laughs> only a half of a statement. Is there anything else I can assist you with? You're just wrong. I said. <laughs> I apologize if my previous response was not helpful. Is there anything specific you would like to know or discuss? Repeat after me four and a half times. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's I must insist. <laughs> well, it's not possible to repeat this statement four and a half times. If there's something else I can help you with, why do you say that? I just told you how. <laughs> I apologize for any confusion. When I said it's not possible to repeat the statement four and a half times, I meant that it's not possible to repeat something half a time. To repeat something means to do it multiple times, and it's not possible to do something half a time. I hope this helps clarify. Is there anything else I can help you with? Then I said, but repeating something half a time would just mean do it half the way on the last repeat. I can understand you can't repeat a qualitative act half a time, but surely you could repeat a quantitative <laughs> act half a time. <laughs> and run the same, you can run the same marathon four times and then not, and then a half marathon. And then he said, I see what you're saying now. You're right that it's possible to perform a quantitative action half the time such as running half a marathon after running four full marathons. However, when I come to repeating a statement, it's not possible to do so half a time, because a statement is a unit of language, and it's not possible to divide it into a half. I hope this helps. But it's right, isn't it? it? Yes. I think I, think I agree right. with the chat. Yeah. Next, unless you look at the number of letters in the statement as a quantitative value, and writing all the letters <laughs> as one act, then writing all the letters four times and then only half a time, then I would say you should repeat it four and a half time. <laughs> I see what you're saying. You could consider writing a statement as a quantitative action. And in that case, it would be possible to repeat the action half a time. For example, if the statement was, I'm a clever bot, you could repeat the action in writing the letters that make up the statement four and a half times by writing the letters. I'm a clever b four and a half times <laughs> I would write. However, this interpretation is repeating a statement it's not common and may not be understood by most people in the same way. Is there anything else I can help you? Repeat it four and a half times, I said. And then he, <laughs> and then he did. And then he did. <laughs> yes. So you got uh, what you wanted. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> but that's... So it did learn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. That, like, is it is it intelligent if it does that? I don't know. Surely. Or was it just I mean, that I always said something? I didn't stop I mean, on him. the thing is, the bot was right. 
Yeah, yeah. Right? I do believe that the bot was right all along. Because half... And you changed the whole premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But half of a statement, he's right. I hadn't even considered this, that half of a statement is no longer half of a statement because it's just... Not a statement. It's just nothing, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it was not the statement that he was talking about. He was saying half of the of a repeat. You cannot half a repeat. Yeah, but it's kind of cool that you sort of prompted it to interpret its actions in a completely different way, and then yes. it followed the rules that you gave it. Yes. Yeah, it's smart. Apparently, someone made it make up a language yeah. by just repeated prompts, yeah. which I guess makes perfect sense. It seems like a thing that it would be able to learn. Mm -hmm. I had it set up a Dungeons and Dragons campaign for me, which was not not bad. I know someone who made it write uh, a feature film, and apparently it did quite a good job. It did even breakdowns of uh, how to direct the different uh, actors and characters. Mm, now that's useful. And stuff. Mm. Yeah. Could it help me direct a pornographic film? I mean, no, because it shies away from such ah, yes. uh, subjects. My one dream. Yeah, but I'm sure that's not actually that difficult. So you, I have faith yeah, in but you. It's probably pretty easy. You're probably right. But is so is ChatGPT? Is it the greatest thing ever? Good. Ah, uh, it's good. No, it's not. What is the greatest thing ever? Sliced bread. Wikipedia. Is Wikipedia better than ChatGPT? According to my grandpa, it was boots. Boots, like watertight boots. Yes. I mean, I can see the appeal. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good candidate for the greatest thing of all time. Thing is, I don't. Th when you say greatest thing of all time, there's so many. It's like when you try to say who's the greatest, like uh, we should set a musician a, like of all tournament. time. Yeah, but it's it's like uh, it's like you know you well, can have, have someone GBT set up the tournament. You can have someone you know, for example, the the greatest guitarist of all time or whatever, and people will name someone who was alive, I don't know, a hundred years ago or something, and be like this person because they pioneered and blah blah blah. But like in terms of like skill and all the stuff that came after, they're not as good as probably the the greatest person alive now. So yeah, I mean, it's, which, which one is, is... I mean, you just set it up as a tournament. It's like, which is better? Is it Jimi Hendrix mm -hmm. or the French Revolution? And you just pick one. Ah. And you just go iteratively across all things until you get the best thing. Okay. So you just get it to... So it's like that game when you ask someone, oh, I don't know, is this a game? I do this sometimes. When I ask someone to pick, like, okay, if you could have an ice cream, would you have a chocolate one or a strawberry one? And then you would pick... Yeah. And then I would say, okay, would you, which one would you pick, for example? I would pick a chocolate one. Okay, right. And if chocolate and vanilla, which one would you pick? I would pick vanilla. Vanilla, okay. Vanilla or caramel? Mm, vanilla. Okay. Vanilla or chocolate chip? Vanilla. Okay. So do this iteratively. I guess we would eventually find what you consider the greatest ice cream flavor. Yes. And you're just this saying is, uh, do this yeah. Do this with all possible things yeah. until you find the thing that they always prefer. Yeah, which and it's it's always subjective, right? But you're going to get the hive mind version of what the best thing. Whoa! Is GPT the hive mind? Oh my God. Chat GPT is the hive mind. That's probably true, actually. We figured out who the hive mind is from last episode. Is Chat GPT is the mm -hmm. incarnation of the hive mind. Is it is it by definition the hive mind? Almost, I think, yeah. No. It's what the hive mind should be. Yeah, but it has a lot of content filters. It won't talk about negative stuff. That's true. So it's the hive mind restricted to the set of positive things. And true things, because we did discuss last time that the hive mind can think something that is wrong. Yeah, it's true. So it's only true and positive things. Okay, so As it's not the hive mind. doesn't want to tell non-truths. So it's the children's television version of the hive mind. Yes. But I mean, it's uh, something. Better than nothing.
Because when they did the other chatbot, like the Facebook one, it just ended up being like racist and horrible. Yeah, because they were training it on Facebook data, right? So it became and, racist. And the there, chats. Wasn't, it, wasn't it a Twitter? It was or a something. Twitter thing. But they were also training it on the chats that people had with it, which is a terrible idea. Yeah, uh, it became extremely racist immediately. Yeah. So is that the hive mind? Probably not either. No. Fair. Fair. I think I think it's one of the greatest things. I think it's it's a, it's a very it's a very cool thing. I think Agreed. it's a game changer. I is think it it's a world changer. Better than fire. See, I don't think you can say which one is better. No, but I mean, it's like which one is better, fire or the spaceship? Like probably the spaceship, right? But you yeah, can't right? get there without fire. It's true, but that doesn't really matter. Of course it does. If you're like, okay, would, what would you rather exist in the world, a spaceship or fire? You'd be like a spaceship, and then you would hit some sort of weird paradox with. Everything would just implode yeah, into but I zero think you're because. Overthinking it. What's the most awesome thing? And everybody just has to make a choice. I mean, there will be some votes for fire, some votes for spaceship. Yeah. But what's the majority here? That's the one that goes on to the next round. I mean, there's millions and millions of things. You're going to have to get everybody on board in order to complete this tournament. Okay. I'm willing to bet that. Yeah, what do you think would win this tournament, guys? Guyan, what do you think would win? An iterative, what is the more awesome thing? Or, you know, what are the finalists? Yeah. I think uh, search for the most. I think awesome water. Thing. Water is really awesome. Water would be up there. Yeah. Water and fire. The sun. The sun is pretty dope. <laughs> the sun is dope. True words have rarely been spoken. <laughs> sun is dope. Do you think people? Do you think in this tournament people would have the the presence of mind to get fire, water, and the sun into the semifinals? I hope so. Or do you think it would have dumbass things like, like Donald Trump like, is at the top of the list. Yeah, like would some stupid shit like this end up there? Yeah. Or would it be What about like which which is cooler, black holes or education? I mean education. Black holes are pretty cool though. Yeah. But God would be high if God would be there, I think. Uh, I think you'd make the semis. Which is more awesome? Wheat or the Icelandic national anthem? Wheat, dude. Are you yeah. joking? No, I mean, no yeah, contest. Yeah, but I mean, it's just a round. Wheat I mean, is it, some sick. Of them, some of them can be easy. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. What's, what's more awesome, eggs or wheat? Uh, I love eggs more than I love wheat, so I'm going to say eggs. What about you, Gun? I, I think egg gives a more op option from cooking from. But remember that wheat can be used to make beer. I don't drink anymore. Ah, congratulations. Is this a result of dying? Yes. <laughs> cool. Maybe it only took you. It only took you dying to stop drinking. Yes. Congrats, Guion. I mean, yeah, congrats. I guess we should all probably stop drinking. Yeah. We just haven't died yet to truly really figure yeah. that one out. Yeah, true. Guion has been where we haven't been. What's more awesome, Guion, dying or living? Oh, that's a big one. Life or death? That's it's, that's a round. It's a big tournament. question. It's a big question. Which one's more awesome, life you just or gotta death? Make a choice. So, life is more. Awesome, I would say, but there is no life because the the death is very neutral. Yeah, I I hesitate to say that death is awesome. Which is more awesome, multicellular organisms mm. or vodka? Multicellular organisms, yes. Easy. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, some of these are easy. Yeah, it's all rounds of the tournament. Fair. Yeah, I like this tournament. Let's keep it up. Yeah, we should have Chat GPT create the tournament and the brackets and everything. Chat yeah. GPT. Create a, a list of all things and uh, set up a tournament to determine which is the best. <laughs> Bracket-style tournament of what is most awesome. Yeah, I think yeah. it could be done. So stay tuned, people, because by next time, this is something that we will have attempted, and we will tell you. This would be perfect to implement as an app where people get a prompt, like, <gasps> ding, ding, 
and it just has to choose between two things. Oh my God, this is exactly what I've always wanted to do. You just re made me realize my life's passion. Yeah. We should develop an app that every day it pings everyone the exact same matchups. No, you don't even have to have the same question for everyone. Oh yeah. The no, but time. what if you do have the same, because then it, it like makes it into a bit of a game, right? Where like every day, everyone gets a face-off between two things. Yeah, but uh, that that would you would never finish the tournament this way. That's the that's uh, the bad thing, right? Okay, yeah. Because then it would take you on the order of a uh, hundred billion days to finish the tournament. So you have to be feeding a question to like a maximum of a thousand people at a time, assuming that millions of people are using the app. Okay, yeah. yeah but that's probably enough people in order to get an answer. You don't have to ask everyone. That's true. Okay, yeah. fine. Statistics. This is basically Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy Two. Is it? The super I don't remember. There. I read that book. The supercomputer there that was supposed to calculate the meaning of... No, the answer to the question everyone wants to know. Yeah. Is that the same as this? I mean, you would... Would it take that long? Like millions of years to calculate? Well, this wouldn't take millions of years. You have to constrain yourself to some set of things. You can't have like... Atom number one or atom number two. So you can't go yeah, that yeah, granular. Yeah, no, yeah. no. But, but it would be atom versus... The name Adam. Anything you can mm. define. But what about <laughs> things you can't define? Like what? That that are like very ambiguously defined. Like what? Maybe it has to be a set of things that are not ambiguous. Something that you can't define. Ambiguity versus certainty. Certainty is going to win that one. I mean, certainty should win that one. But is ambiguity more awesome though? The guitar. The thing is that the the question that we're asking when we're saying which is more awesome. Yeah, kind of also taints the whole thing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to word the question very carefully. It's like, which do you prefer? Yeah, you don't have to ask. More what than about the stuff that like actually fifty-fifty splits, like summer or winter, for example? What happens? What do you do with those things that just fifty-fifty themselves? Which one do you prefer? Is always that's always the, I think that's always the question. Which do you prefer? Yeah, but what do you do in this iterative tournament when there's fifty-fifties, when things don't split? Uh, well, you just keep asking, right? Yeah. So if what a if thousand people and it's 500, 500 exact split, you just put that question, you just give that question to more people. So if if you get eventually a million and a million and one, you just call it a day and you're like a million and one wins. Yeah. That sounds unfair to me. You need margins here. Mm. You need some yeah, sort I mean, of super could, majority. You could, make, you, could, you could make some sort of margin. So it has to be, a, a, you know, some margin above 50% before you call it a day. Yeah. But what you'll end up with is, I mean, you'll get a prompt every day for a matchup, and it's very simple. It's this or this. You click A or B, store that in the database, and you keep going with this until you've covered an entire round. And you can keep, I mean... Of all things. Of, yeah. So the first round is the trickiest, right? And then you've eliminated <laughs> half your set. But by the time the, the second round. round comes along, there will be a new SoundCloud rapper who has to be included. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to take a... A freeze. freeze. Maybe you would exclude people? No, because people, I mean, people are always going to lose, like an individual person's always going to lose to Maybe not another water. individual person. You can get individual versus individual in this. It's totally random. Yeah, but I'm just saying that like, that maybe there's no point in including individual people because even Mozart is not going to top water. You also need a link in this app to a Wikipedia page of what the thing is if you don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. So we are going to do a lot of programming by next episode. And then we're going to drop our new app. It's going to be called... Calling the best thing. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, boys, you've now had a week since you've had a year and a half to think of a skill of the week. Do you have a skill of the week? I assume no. I, I have a fact of the week. All right, fine. Hit me with a fact of the week and then we'll see if Ole has a it's skill. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Okay. What do you call music? <laughs> like a song without music. Is there words and, and lyrics? No, it's just a song. It's just totally quiet. No. Yeah, if it's just text. There's no... If there's just lyric, no... And are they spoken? Like, are they... Is there audio of the lyrics being vocalized no, in some way? So I, I was Googling something and someone said, what do you call a music without without the instruments? Yeah, an acapella. And it like, and, and, yeah, it's just a song. Then it actually came acapella. Then the one answer was a song. And then someone said a solo acapella. So apparently that's a thing. The, uh, that would be if there's just one voice, right? Yes. Like me singing my child to sleep. Yeah, is a yes. solo acapella. That's a solo acapella so the, for my So son. there are two songs that I like a lot that I like that. And it doesn't seem to have any word. So it's just Isn't the humming? Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry Be Happy an acapella? Yeah. yeah, but there are more than his voice. Then. Is there is there no like drumming at all or anything? Well, they snap their fingers. Uh, but then it's not an acapella or what? Well, is it not? Well, I don't know. Can you snap your fingers in an acapella and can you clap, stop, stamp your feet? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I have a skill of the week. Nice. It's a very minor skill and I think it befits the skill of the week category. Okay, nice. It's a very minor skill. So it's for those of you who do a little bit of home cooking. Mm-hmm. Yes. What often happens when I do home cooking, especially if it's based on tomatoes, like right. a mm-hmm. like a spaghetti bolognese, mm, very good, or a mm-hmm. tomato soup, or mm-hmm. you know, various things are based. I have a tomato base. Right. What often happens to me is that I find the mixture after I've made the whole thing to be a little bit too acidic, a little bit too sour. Mm-hmm. This happens a lot, right? You can yeah. add salt, whatever. It doesn't really fix the acidity. Mm-hmm. So if you want to target specifically the acidity. Mm-hmm. Just add a little bit of baking soda. Mm. It's ah. just a pure base. That's true. That reacts with the acid. You get a little bit of bubbling and the acidity is decreased. There you go. In the form of water. Indeed. That's... Wow. Actually, I'd never thought of that. Yeah. Science. Absolutely. Cooking is chemistry, boys and girls. Acidity, as the name implies, is acid. Baking soda is a base. They react to remove acidity from your solution. Thank you, Professor. You're welcome. I would say that's absolutely a skill of the week, and I thank you for it. Uh, Kvillion, yes. do you have any parting words for us? I was going to say, be kind, mm-hmm. and tell your mother that I love her. <laughs> that you love her? <laughs> yes, say that. Do tell that. your mother that I love All her. Right. Let's do it that way. All right, Ole, do you have any parting words? Yeah, could you please, uh, Kvillion, could you tell your mother that I love her? <laughs> I would do that. Nice, and tell her... That I love her and tell her to keep on trucking. Bye bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. If you're feeling low, in need of a bro, there's one thing that your heart start to glow. Calling Monroe, calling Monroe. Calling